So here's um, a, a little discussion point that you're going to turn your nose up at, I think. So there has been, uh, it's been around uh, for a while, okay, and it deals with the kids' sports. And in particular, um, a whole research crew in the UK have put together a whole bunch of research, statistics, analysis, and all this stuff and they are now saying well they're calling for um, while it's still a uh, will be a moot point they are calling for all rugby mm. for kids under the age of 18 mm. to be banned They say this is equivalent to mm. child abuse. Mm. And I don't know if this is because they keep losing to South Africa. <laughs> and the main body of rugby heads up in the UK, mm. right? Mm. Um, but they say that uh, just in, in, in terms of injuries, mm. and they're going as far as also calling for boxing to be banned for under 18s too. That, that trauma, that head trauma in particular. Mm. Yes. So, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you, you can't, you would not have any rugby if you could only start playing when you are 19 years of age. Exactly. Or it would be really, really bad rugby. How terrible <laughs> would it be? Yeah. Yeah. So, what what is the... What is the go-between here? What do you think on 082-9450-940? Now, if you've ever had a child injured playing rugby, mm-hmm. you know, I know exactly where you stand on this. There are All some right? parents who will even say, my child will absolutely not play rugby at school. I was one of them. That is a hard and fast rule, and I will not budge. I was one of them, and I didn't even birth that child yet when I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And now today, he has indicated... He wants to play rugby. Well, when the box win a world title, that's where your dreams start, <laughs> right? I yeah, suppose. The kids start to believe. Um, and they, you see, this is the the thing here where it gets tricky, all right? Now, I know world rugby are already looking at, I could be talking out of turn, but uh, uh, again, I know nothing about rugby. However, they're talking about trying to bring a law to tackle lower even lower than wherever it is now. Mm. I even saw Rusty commenting about this the other day, mm-hmm. where he said, well, if that's the law, we train you to tackle lower. Simple as that. But, um, I mean, this is a rugby-mad country. I know in football, see, uh, we're from a football family. Now you're talking about soccer or American Soccer, football? sorry, okay. soccer, soccer. Um, and I'm the coach of, of kids' teams. Mm-hmm. And... You, the, America started with the law. America's big into kids' soccer, mm-hmm. and even more so, girls' soccer, women's soccer. Yeah. That's where they really excel, right? And they said they were the first to ban headering for any kid under the age of 16. Okay. And that has now come through all the way with FIFA and kids really from about under 14. They say, okay, no headering. And you see kids in a game going, boom, poof, 
headers it right across the field. And you go, hey, easy, 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 easy. Because the brain is still developing, right? Yeah. So, th- so that's why. So that's why, you know, there, there, there's an argument to be had, yeah, but... It, what is it? Is it is, is banning in, in schools completely the answer? I mean, I am now remembering the story of Pat Lambie. Remember Pat Lambie? Mm-hmm. Very talented fly half, Springbok player, uh, Sharks legend. He retired at the age of 28. Yeah, prematurely. Prematurely because of the repeated concussions that he mm. suffered playing rugby. Because, you know, he's a little bit of a smaller guy, so he was taking a lot of hard knocks on the rugby field. And everyone was like, is this going to be now the future of rugby where, you know, players have to call time on their careers earlier than Mm. they normally would Mm. because now it's affecting their health. And, you know, another thing, um, what they said, what happened was uh, after COVID, Mm -hmm. especially in the UK, they were merging age groups. And this is the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm Prepubescent versus puberty, right? Mm -hmm. Big difference in testosterone levels mm. and Correct. strength of kids. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we grew up very free range, very where it was under sixes, under mm. eights, under yeah. tens, under twelves, under forties, under sixes. Two age groups play together. Yeah. Now in soccer, especially, mm-hmm. it's under sevens, under eights, under nines, under tens, oh. under elevens. Only then you get under twelves, under fourteens, under sixteens. And that was because it couldn't make up the numbers for a full team. Right. But now you can. Mm-hmm. So, so beautiful people of um, the Western Cape that produces the most Springboks out of any other province that probably produces the greatest rugby talent in the world. I was going this to say, province. you're asking also this people who live in a country that has won many World Cups, many rugby yeah. World Cups. Yeah. You know, is our opinion going to be influenced by by that? But again, the Western Cape produces, mm-hmm. beyond a shadow of a doubt, the greatest rugby players in the world. Mm. Fact. But there's also merit to what she was saying, you know, about Pat Lambie and whatever. Mm. When you think about people mm. like Eust, you know, he's not the only one or rugby great that has suffered with motor neuron syndrome. Mm. Um, so it is a... But you yeah. look at, you've got to look at uh, percentage. Yeah. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. what percentage is that, mm. you know? Who knows? Is it a case the, of there then being more rules then? But yeah. then it, it it stops being rugby, right? The more Because, I mean, kids play touch rugby and tag rugby now. Yeah. Younger. So, where are we at? Where are we at? Let's discuss. Scary. 082 945 Um, I'm sure this will be a hot one. Mm. Hmm? Mm. I think mums and dads... Uh, all right, so we just got some messages in here. We've got a ton of messages, actually. Uh, the UK have put together a whole research team uh, with the intention of trying to say rugby, until you, if you're under 18, should not be allowed. All right, so this is that age-old argument. Do we wrap our kids in cotton wool or do we let them go out and play and have fun and, and whatever happens, happens? All right, mm. let them let them live. It's a it's an interesting topic because I, I think look I don't think there will ever be legislation mm-hmm. that would say ban rugby. Definitely not in South Africa. Mm-hmm. I think it will just forever be 
a moot point. Now, and I think in particular with school rugby, there are a lot of uh, safety measures in place mm. with regards to how kids do play with each other. But then again, terrible freak accidents do happen. They do. You know? um, message here saying, you know what, um, well, then they should just ban all sports because mm. I did judo and almost broke my neck. Mm. But here mm. I am. Mm. Here I am. So, so what? You know? Uh, Musa, good morning. Good morning, Darren. How are you? Good and you, man. Awesome, awesome. Um, I just wanted to make the point. Uh, if you look at a few years back, and I'm talking about the 90s, early 2000s, just the amount of work that went in since then to make the game safer is, is astonishing. And, and if you look at how much work gets put in to make the game safer in terms of entering the ruck, entering the mall, tackling, I mean, it's, it's, it's so much safer than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, and if you do, if you do even anything more to it, it's going to be—I mean, it's going to be like football. Um, I love football. Don't get me wrong, but it's, <laughs> you can't make it any more safer. Yeah. I remember Scott Burger clotheslining uh, Dupree on on Newlands back then, <laughs> and it was wonderful to see. I don't condone it, but I mean, what more can it do to this beautiful game? And if you do anything more, uh, it's just going to be a safety game. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's like, well, then why even bother playing? Let's exactly, just exactly. let's just have touch rugby for adults, mm-hmm. and that's as far as it goes. Um, Mia in Maltpos. Um three Hi. boys. Hello, Mia. I'm interested to hear yes. your perspective. With... Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. I'm well. Thanks. Um, so you got three boys. Yes, I do. And the eldest is now nine in grade four, loves the rugby. And my middle one is in grade one and is also already starting to talk about playing rugby all the time. They are uh, completely obsessed. Um, yeah, my, my little one is still a baby, but he is a big boy, so he's definitely also going to play. Mm. And uh, how, how, how are you about that? <laughs> Um, well, obviously, um, when I was pregnant with my first and found I was a boy, I was like, oh, gosh, he's going to want to play rugby. I'm going to have to kind of, you know, get my heart ready for that because it's quite dangerous, as we all know. Um, but, yeah, I'm never going to, you know, stand in their way and um, not let them play if that's what they want to do. Mm. I mean, I was at the go-kart track at Kalani uh, last week, Tuesday, mm. and this eight-year-old kid riding in this go-kart <laughs> took a oh, corner, gosh. two cars hit this car went up about two meters upside down came boom thankfully the kid was fine mm. but again it's it can happen in anything mm. can it happen in a uh, pedal <laughs> hey you take a ball to the head <laughs> so so mia you're gonna really uh so, so you they must play rugby boys must be boys yeah, they can. Look, my dad has a has an amazing um, idea, which I think really could help. Um, he's actually been talking about it since we were little kids, and it's just me and my sister. But he was rugby obsessed, and we always had to stand next to him, or next to him uh, by the rugby field, watching you know the boys in our school play. Um, and he's always said, "Why not make the kids play in weight class, like you do boxing, rather than in age group?" My middle one is a December baby, and he's much tinier than the rest of his age group. Mm. And that would just make so much sense. It would make the sport so much safer if everyone played, you know, in their weight class. Mm. You know, I think your dad has a fantastic point there. 
All right. Yeah. Especially for kids. Yeah. Maybe, you know. I think it does get trickier then yeah. when they get older and want to move into the professional mm. rugby space then. Mm. And they have no experience yeah. with you I know, suppose, people with Yeah, I suppose grades. by that time, weight might not, you know, then if you are going to move into a professional space, then you are already of a, of a better weight, if I, if I have to put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not like a six-year-old um, 22 <laughs> kilograms playing yeah. against a six-year-old 45 kilograms. Yeah. So that is mm-hmm. literally what, you know, the mm-hmm. difference between them. There's like sometimes there are kids in grade one who I think are already in grade five, six. They're two heads bigger than him. Um, and, like, you know, imagining or thinking about him being tackled by one of those boys is yeah. giving me nightmares already. There's mm. baby Bucky's but, but, now. You but, know? But, but that's the strategy of the game, <laughs> isn't it? Your front row is built different to your back row. But, but you know, your dad makes an interesting point. I'll tell you why. Because, um, so as I say, my son is, is all in with soccer. Now, the, the European soccer academies. So, so you go, you under nines, you under tens, you under 11s, under 12s, under 13s. But you could be. Uh, an under nine that was born in January or an under nine that turns nine at the end of December. Yeah. So you could actually be a year younger. Mm-hmm. So these academies, they don't want kids. So they go for like under, say, under 12s. If your kid is born after June, they're not even going to look at you. They want kids born in the first half of the year because of their maturity, their development, their muscle tone, their, their and, and all their, you know, things that's happening. Yeah. That's how much... Down to a science, they have it. But I also, I will also say the beauty of rugby and it being the team sport that it is, is that there are so many people who are different shapes and sizes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know that the kind of yeah. the smarty box of, uh, of 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 different types of athletes, which yeah. makes it but it's like also a, enjoyable to watch. But I guess when it's, it's like kids, a chess game, all the pieces on. Oh, the same and can't do the same thing. Exactly. So that would also ruin the strategy. Mm-hmm. So oh, I don't know, but but kids are all little stick uh, figures, uh, anyways. Uh, you know. Kids, yeah. But with children, just on an emotional and mm. a physical level, mm. six months makes a huge huge difference. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Mm. Uh, we got some messages here on the uh, WhatsApp telephone. Mason, how would you feel about rugby being banned? I will like cry and I'll shout at people, bro. They want to ban everything. I mean, how are boys supposed to become men? How are boys supposed to become tough? How are boys supposed to be boys? I mean, they can't do this, they can't do this, don't do this, have a conversation. I think we should follow the New Zealand uh, model. They're very good in rugby, but they keep uh, the con- high contact rugby for high school and concentrate on skills during the. Uh, middle and lower school. No, I want to play rugby. Rugby is my life. Aren't they calling for a ban of under 18s because there's been studies that have been done to show that Alzheimer's um, is a is a trend with um, past rugby players. So of course, yeah, that's a big issue, and with kids still developing. But I agree with you. How do you have a sport then? My understanding is that if young boys start something like jiu-jitsu where they learn how to roll and they learn to use their bodies in a more flexible way. The injuries, even at primary school level, are cut tremendously. As head of first aid at a prominent school, I do notice that there is a lot of concussions um, weekly coming through to my door. So, maybe it's needed. Um, Mm. Mm. There's a lot of... 
comments that you don't want to hear, huh? Yeah. No. You don't want to hear. And uh, unfortunately, you only see those effects mm. very later in life, mm. you know, after someone's had their and rugby career. Then it's too late. You know, yeah. it's hard to reverse. You get what you call punch drunk. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You're just a little bit slow, you know, like, mm. and you think, did, what did this happen back in the day? Yeah. Well, that uncle of knocks. yours, that uncle of yours that's not lacquer. Mm. <laughs> you know? And always played club, <laughs> club <Yeah>. rugby, religiously. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Um, keep keep your messages coming. So, uh, well, we've been discussing something that's really uh, lit up the phones today, and the and the messages, um, just on the uh, rugby and uh, schoolboy rugby under 18s. The UK have uh, put together a whole research team to investigate, and uh, with the thought of banning all rugby for under 18s, which would be a tragedy. Mm. Um, it will never happen, I can tell you that. It will absolutely never happen. Yeah, health experts in the UK saying rugby amounts to child abuse. Yes, that is the exact term. It mm. is, it is a, it is, they say it is, by definition it's child abuse. Yeah, there is aggressive contact and very high risk of head injuries that could affect uh, the, the kids in a, in a negative way. And you hear these stories, concussions, mm-hmm. um, some kids sadly paralyzed mm-hmm. all sorts of things there's, there's huge horror stories but then again you go <clears throat> can there be horror stories in any sport mm-hmm. in freak accidents mm-hmm. all these sorts of things obviously rugby is a you know is a contact sport so yeah. it would happen more there but uh, yeah hmm <laughs> Which way do you turn? Where do you go? Where do you draw the line here? And I, com- I mean, and I completely understand as parents, it's a very emotional topic. I mean, do you make that decision for your child, right? And say, you are not playing rugby yeah. until, you know, you are of age to decide on your own. Or then, you know, your baby says to you, listen, I watched Sia Kualisi and Eben Elizabeth winning World Cups. And I also want to be a springbok. I want to yeah. play. Yeah. What do, do you, you do? let them? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Hey? They say if you do, this is what they've been saying, mm-hmm. part of the argument in the UK. If you do, then you are, then it's child abuse because oh, you're complicit. You know more than what they know. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is a, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a stretch. Quite, quite a stretch actually. Uh, however, that 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 is that is those are the what they got and also school rugby is not hunger games you know it's not you know these kids are <laughs> fighting to the death there are rules there's mm, structure mm. there are very strict safety protocols in place uh yes gail from durbanville how's it gail hello how's everybody good thank you gail so so your son played his first rugby match at 12 years of age yes yes and i'm still traumatized when he does this topic on uh on the radio station this morning i'm like all over, I'm traumatized once again. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened was, uh, first match, I don't know the game. Um, Hayden had the ball. I don't know what position he was playing. I don't know. He had a thing on his head. I don't know. And he was running towards his boy. And his boy's running towards him. And mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, one of them are going to give way. Mm-hmm. It never happened. Mm-hmm. Hayden then ran through this boy. It felt like he ran through this boy's body. This boy was black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God, this boy is dead. Mm. Anyway, he had to go to the hospital, concussion. I'm mm. like apologizing to the parents. And I'm like, I am so sorry. He's like, don't worry. It's going to be okay. 
And I told my husband, never again am I going to go to one of these matches. Mm. He has to stop this. And, yeah. and, and how long ago was that? This is going back now, uh, 2014. 2014, all right. 10, did, did, he carry, yeah. did he carry on playing rugby after that? Yes, he went to high school. <laughs> they had a festival in Edenville High. We were five minutes late. There's an ambulance. Oh. And we just stuck this curly hair. We checked. Oh, my God. It's Aiden. His kneecap was not where it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, no. I, I know. <laughs> okay. You're a terrible advert for schoolboy rugby. <laughs> yeah. You know that. <laughs> Hey, you know, you're okay, mom. Don't let him cut a boot. It's new boot. He's high boot. I'm like, that's all you care about? Your kneecap is not where it's supposed to be. He's like, oh, okay, mom. Tell him to give me more morphine. This stuff is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lelisa says, yeah, I cut my head open from playing netball and had a concussion. Mm-hmm. So where's, where's that line? Where's that line? You know? Um, okay, we'll take a final batch of messages here. Thanks, Gail. I do agree with making the sport a little bit more safer, but at the end of the day, the reality is it's rugby, it's not chess, it's not darts. They are going to be physical contact, you are going to get hurt. That is completely inevitable. It's, it's just going to happen. So I do agree with making the sport safer, but don't take the physicality out of the sport. They must be careful not to take the that part out of the sport because I mean that's what part of what makes it great. Hi Darren, the thing is parents don't um, take certain small things seriously like I think for junior schools they should for, for all for all rugby it should be mandatory to wear gum guard. I see many kids at the school that play without gum guards. So that should be mandatory and then at the smaller levels they should make them play with scrum caps. I'm thirty four years old, I have a eight year old boy now turning nine. Uh, two boys my rule in my house no one no one as long as i'm alive who is going to do boxing whether you're talented or you're not talented whatever it is then my answer on that question is so simple and that is for all the rugby boys just to play with a scam cap i think what we should do is um let's all start walking because the chances of getting into an accident on South Africans roads <laughs> are a thousand times more than getting hurt on a rugby field. To that guy, if your boy cannot be a man by not hurting someone else or getting hurt, you're part of a problem. You're absolutely part of a problem. But come on, you cannot tell me it's that important for your boy to hurt someone else, to feel pain or to deal out pain. That, that cannot be that high up in your list of uh, necessities for your child. Mm, yeah. Again, this will be discussed and debated. Um, uh, only thing I can th- think of is, mm. is, is rules. Mm. It's not going away, mm. but the rules. Mm. Uh, I mean, you look back how the rules of soccer have evolved, mm. and that's sort of semi-contact. I mean, you can't touch a soccer player now, and it's a, mm. it's a red card. Mm. Before, with, with, with soccer, going back quite a few years, if the keeper was jumping in the air to grab the ball, mm. It was open season. You could hit that keeper with the ball into the back of the net and it would be a goal. Mm-hmm. And then it was, no, you're not allowed to touch the keeper. Mm-hmm. And if he had his two feet on the ground, could you not touch him? And ten fingers on the ball. Now you can't touch him at all. 
So that's how the rules evolve, I guess. I mean, shin pads in soccer now, but shin pads didn't come in because they were broken shin bones. Shin pads came in and were law because of AIDS. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That was the only reason why shin pads came in, because you couldn't have... It was a, it was a blood issue. A blood. Oh. Yeah. I mean, rugby fans will even joke now that half the time they don't know what the referee's, you know, blowing the whistle for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so <laughs> many rules. I don't know what yeah. new rule has just been introduced Correct, now. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of also um, compromises the the experience of, of the game. Yeah. You know, the more yeah. rules you have. But I think with schools, you can kind of experiment with kind of more safety measures to protect yeah, the kids, eh? I guess. Look at the little, the little ones. Yeah, the babies. <laughs> With their small the bones. Right. Ironically, their bones, you know, they heal quite fast, quite resilient too. Yeah, well, uh, Wasim says, I had three broken noses, broken ribs, yeah. fractured everything, and I'm still alive and well today. Here's a final point on the WhatsApp. Hey, you guys need to check out that hockey. Have you seen how dangerous hockey is with those freaking sticks? Yo! And when they hit people on the head, uh-uh. Hockey's ten times worse than rugby. I checked that too. <laughs> That's gonna, another discussion. We're going to do a sports series this week. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all bad. You know, that dart, oh, eh? Have you played darts? I mean, that uh, thing could just, you know, have you played, ramp in a different direction and you, land in someone's neck. Have you seen chess? Hey. Oh, <laughs> one kid once he swallowed the king. <laughs> and got to ban it. Yeah. Got to yeah, ban it. Close shop. Okay, uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, but interesting discussion, one that I think will continue at the dinner tables tonight.